Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. What You heard the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. True good friend Jimbo here and our good buddy King. Hey, how we doing? How you doing, buddy? Uh, yeah, still kicking, still alive. Yeah, I, I don't think I was kicking too well on Monday and Tuesday. I didn't think we were going to get the show out this week. You get the vid? Did you have the vid? I cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> no. Well, could you taste anything? Yeah, I, I could taste my alcohol. Ah, you're fine then. <laughs> yeah, just a little little chest congestion, I guess, if you want to call it that, and loss of voice, which, I mean, probably for listeners would, would have been nice for them. Well, no. no. <laughs> if they're listening to us, it's because they actually like, like hearing our voices. So... Uh, you know, it's good that you have your voice back. Uh, you know, uh, again, it's, uh, you know, glad that you're feeling better. You know, you get some mucinex in you, loosen oh, yeah. up all that chest shit in there, you know, hack all that up there, uh, and, uh, get you, get you off the injury report there and, yeah, well, uh, and back into the game. At least I'm not Christian McCaffrey. Who's on the injury list every year of his, or every week. Of Is he his, back? Of his... Is he back on there? I, I gave up watching. Uh, the first three weeks he was. I don't know if he was. Um, I know he was. Play, he's playing. Yeah. I, I, I know he was playing. So like, I, I listen. I don't mind somebody being on an injury report and then playing because in football everybody's at some point everybody's going to be injured. Yeah. You know, or on the injury report anyway. Uh, but yeah, no. His problem is. You know, one of the classic saying is the best ability anybody can have is availability. Yeah, and that's the thing. Christian McCaffrey is a is a fantastic talent, a wonderful talent, uh, maybe one of the best talents that the NFL has seen in the last twenty twenty five years. But he's never out there. Yeah, and that's a problem. And that was unfortunately seeming like that's how it was going for Saquon for a while. Now, again, he's doing well this year so far, you know, and hopefully he can stay healthy for the whole year. And you hope that. You hope that Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. You hope that a Saquon Barkley or people like Saquon Barkley stay healthy for the year. You want your 
that, that you know, as as a just an NFL fan, let alone whatever team you like, just as an NFL fan, you want the talent to be healthy. You want the talent to be out there to watch it, you know, because otherwise we're stuck with Thursday night games where we're watching like Colts and Broncos that just is gonna be terrible. What to are watch. you? What are you gonna do though if this game turns out to be like the game of the year? I mean, I know it's not, and you know it's not, but there's that one percent chance. No, because that happened a, a couple of years ago. I, I think it was the Browns and Jaguars, or some, or some. There was some kind of really terrible Thursday night game with two terrible teams, but it turned out to be like super entertaining and fun to watch. But nobody watched it because it was like, you know, it's two shitty teams. Who cares? Yeah. You know. And I feel like it, well, that that could happen tonight, but nobody's going to notice outside of a lot of people. Because like I said, I, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. You know, I might sit here and watch. I don't know. We're getting into spooky season now, you know. I got, I got you know, sit down with a fiance, wait, maybe watch a horror movie or something, or do something like that. Because yeah. otherwise, we're just gonna sit there, you know, be bored for a couple hours before you know we have to go to bed because she's got work in the morning, and uh, you know, do all that kind of, like I, I don't want to waste the little time that we have together every day. Yeah, watching shitty football. Don't want to do it. I mean, you know? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna tune in and. and you know, at least give it the first quarter and see what happens. But usually for me, whenever I do that and the, the first half or the first three quarters suck, that fourth quarter is when everything breaks loose and it turns out to be a, a really good game. Um, Listen, if it happens, it happens. Uh, but, you know, again, as we talk a lot about gambling on this show anyway, yeah. odds are, if we're going to play the odds, <laughs> odds are that's not going to happen. The Broncos can't get out of their own way. Russell forgot how to cook. Their head coach is <laughs> fucking retarded. I, like, I don't know what the hell job. he's doing half the time. And uh, the Colts are schizophrenic. You know, one yeah. week they're beating the Chiefs. The next week they're getting, you know, the their their cheeks clapped by the by the Titans. You know, you, <laughs> you don't. So, you know, again, it, it, could it be an exciting game? Sure. Absolutely. It could possibly be. Will it be? I have my doubts. Let's uh, let's circle back to um, talking about injuries here, because I, I, you know, one of the, the big stories past two weeks is uh, Tua. Um, yeah, buddy. Now, the first one, the first, you know, quote back. What do they call it? Back spasms or something instead of a concussion? Uh, they said it was some kind of back injury, something where he twisted his back or yeah, had a back yeah. spasm and made his legs kind of wobbly or do something like that. That was the official word coming out from from the Dolphins and the uh, independent neurological specialist, whatever the hell his name yeah. is. And then obviously last weekend was the, the real scary one where you all tensed That was and, one of the scariest ones I've seen in a while. Listen, man, I, I've seen some knockouts in the UFC where fighters went like that like their leg would be tensed up in the air i never seen fingers like just contort it like that I'm like what yeah where he was just kind of staring at his hands staring yeah. at his fingers like that yeah no, it's, i've seen the people knocked out where you know the arms go stiff and stuff like that yeah that one was not just that but just the the impact of it just the you know the the the, the throwing to the ground how he was concussed in it like that was that that's an old that's a that's a seventies football yeah. highlight. You know what I mean? That was that was really that was really bad and really scary. Um, so as far as you know, who to blame? How far up the ladder in in Miami's you know organization should be held accountable? Should the NFL be accountable for it as well? 
Uh, see, here's where it is because it's so it's so dependent on who did what. Like the the thing is, like we don't, we we don't know what happened in in the exam room. We don't know what happened in the blue tent. We don't well, know what happened at, at, with any of that stuff. We we do who know, said what to who. We do know that the uh, the independent neurologist got fired because he actually, I guess, didn't do the. Um, the concussion protocol steps or whatever they want to call the tests didn't do them correctly so a lot of those tests that they well from what i understand is that he actually got he got fired uh because when the, the nflpa opened up an investigation into it initially yeah uh and when they started interviewing him he became he was super combative he was uh antagonistic towards the interviewers okay uh refused to answer questions refused to uh, uh give any kind of insights to uh the nflpa uh investigators which is fucking weird yeah like if that. you're an independent neurological uh consultant you know that your whole job there is to be the you know you know you're not affiliated with the team you're not building anybody like that you're not affiliated with the nfl you're there to say does this person have a concussion or some kind of neurological problem and you know can he go back into the game anything like that so the fact that that was this particular uh uh person stance which again is weird because again this is somebody who is sort of like he's a doctor yeah he's he's been vetted by the nflpa by the nfl by the dolphins by 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 all these people who looked over him and, and gave him the check mark and said yes 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 and then here he is doing that so that is a big question as to why was he acting like that yeah now again the final say on whether a player can go back into the game or not is on the team physician. Okay. The independent neurological consultant can give a recommendation and say, this person's had a concussion, no, or this person hasn't had a concussion, whatever. Yeah. But the team physician then takes that into account and then makes the decision on whether or not the player can return or not. So now is the question of why was this neurological consultant so combative what was said what was done did, did what like what did the team physician know what was communicated what did like what was to his part in all of this it, that's yeah uh you know like we don't like we, th those are some of the things that we don't know on the eyeball test from watching that game with Buffalo when okay. he got pushed to the ground and his head hit the back of the grass. Yeah. And when he got up and he got wobble legged, he had he, he had jello legs and we all everybody who watched that game said that motherfucker's concussed. Oh yeah. We all everybody said that. Now whether or not that's a back spasm, whether or not that's a case you know what it, it could it be again, like we were talking about with the properties are called, could it be? <laughs> yeah. Sure. It, I, I, I would not put it out of the realm of possibility. It is something that is absolutely possible. If I was a betting man, if I was putting money on looking at that and then saying, do you think that's a back problem or do you think that's a concussion? 
I'm laying heavy money on concussion. Well, yeah. And I think that's where people got, uh, you know, why there's such an uproar. Because to the eyeball test of everybody who watched that, he had a concussion. And at the very least, should have been held out for the rest of that game. And then if it wasn't, it would have been like, okay, fine. Because here's the other thing, too. Here's the other thing you got to think about, too. Let's say that is, okay, that's a, something happened with his back. It either got twisted or he had a spasm or something, and it cost his legs to wobble like that and do everything like that. Yeah. Right? Okay, that's the, that's the story that that the Dolphins are going with. Yeah. And that tour said happened. Um, if your back is fucked up that bad, why the fuck are you going into the game anyway? Yeah. So there's two questions right there. Okay, if that's not a concussion, but that's a spinal issue, if that's a back issue that's causing the nerves in your leg to go all fucking wonky like that, then why the fuck are you going back in the game anywhere like that anyway? Yeah. Like, that's something that, you know, a lot of people are kind of skipping over as well. Um, you know, and I heard Dan Patrick say this uh, during his show uh, a couple weeks ago when all this first happened. And it's actually a pretty legitimate comparison, if, if you want to say it like that. You know, if if you had somebody who was at your house, let's say me and you were hanging out. Okay. And I'm just, I'm hammering beers and we're having a good time and everything like that. And I, st- I stand up, I get ready to go leave and I start stumbling the way two were stumbled there. Are you going to let me drive home? No. Uh, you know, let's say, let's say we're watching a boxing match. And two guys are, you know, they're boxing. Guy gets peppered a couple times. And then he starts stumbling a couple times and he has to hold on to the ropes and he has to have people hold him up. Right? Are you letting that guy continue to fight or are you calling the fight? If I'm the ref, I'm calling the fight. Because you know mm-hmm. the, the, the corner, a.k.a. coach, is not going to throw the towel on unless you are just getting mauled. Well, like- this guy has to, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about, like, again, because you looked at tour, he had to be held up by two people. Yeah. So now you're talking about, let's say, now put that in the boxing terms. This guy can't stand up on his own. He has two people have to help him up, and he's leaning up against the ropes. Are you letting him continue to fight? If he if he needs people to... to, to the answer to, is no, Jimbo. Well, you're like, not letting him continue to fight. That's it, the end. That, that's, yeah. that, that's the end of that question. <laughs> no, I, I kept saying no. Um, and the but, other- that's the, but that's the point is, if you, if you have somebody like that stumbling around your house... You're not going to let him drive home. If you have somebody like that stumble around a boxing ring, you're calling the fight. Yeah. If you have somebody like that stumble around a goddamn football field, you're not letting him back in the fucking game. No. And they let him back in the game. And that's the simple fact of the matter is whether it was a concussion or not, whether it was a back injury or not, no matter what it was, the fact that he went back into that game was a problem. And then they play him again on a short week. And then he gets that real scary hit. Yeah. To where now he is he is out. So and now we you know, like if that was a concussion against the Bills, which I think we're all fairly sure it was. Yeah. Now you're talking about like that that compound damage. Like there's a lot of damage there now. Yeah. Um how does that affect him? How does that affect him going forward? Um, and, and anything like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions about that, putting his health at risk, all, all, all of those kind of questions, and none of it's good, and none of it looks good for the Shield. 
No, fr from, None of it. from top to bottom. So, uh, you, and, know, and you and, know, and you know what? Like, when the second one hit, the second concussion happened. Everybody on social media, fans, um, NFL analysis, all that stuff. You know, uh, what's it? Mike McDaniel's is the head coach. Yes, he is. You know, the owner should be held accountable. The NFL should be, you know, uh, sued. McDaniel should be fired. And in the beginning, I was like, you know what? I don't think the coach should be fired because he's going off of the information. Well, again, yeah, he's not doing I, but, I, I don't put any blame on McDaniel here. But you kind of have to because, like, no. again, like you just said, if you use the eye test, you don't have to be a dumbass to realize, wait, there's something really wrong going here. All right, but right again, here. you got to remember that the coaches do have 20 different other things going on all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and so he's going by, and, and that's the thing. The coach goes by what the doctor tells him. So if the doctor tells him, hey, listen, two is good to go, then two is good to go. And he's like, okay, put somebody else out there. Because he's wor also worrying about the 10 other guys on the offense. Who's the personnel? What is the you know uh, you know what is the other opposing team's defense looking like? What is his defense looking like? What down is it? What time is it? Well, how many? What's the play clock looking like? What's uh, wh where 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 are we in the quarter? Where are we? At, how long until we have? What's the situational awareness? What like all of like yeah? Every every coach has to do that. So all he's doing is, and this is every coach. This isn't just Mike McDaniel's. This is every coach. Yeah. Every you know, is he good? Is he not? Oh, he's good to go. Okay, good. All right, here tour. Here's what we're doing. And then it goes right back. So I don't put anything on him. I don't. I, I, I put a little bit. I don't put. The I don't. I put. I, I, I don't I, put I the can't. full blame. I mean, come on. If Tua is cross-eyed because of a hit, and the coach is worried about all these things and sees him cross-eyed, that's that's going to be like. But a again, the, 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 no. The coach sees him hit and he sees him wobbling off and he pull him off the field. Okay, but he has to worry about. Okay, let's get the backup in there. Let's get uh, Teddy Bridgewater in there, and let's get this going. And he's got to go right to the next play. He can't worry about what's going on with Tua because he's got, he still has to pay attention to everything else that's happening on the field. Yeah. Like, he still has to do all of that. And that's why there's this is a failure of the independent neurological consultant and the Dolphins physician. See, that's, that's why I, I also that's think... The, this is the biggest failure there because it's their job to tell the coach... Whether or not the player that's out can come back or not, especially if it's somebody as important as the quarterback. Yeah. You have to be able to convey that and convey that well. And they didn't. They went to him and they said, he's good to go back in. And so McDaniels is like, okay, I just got told by the team physician who consulted with the neurological consultant that he's okay, no concussion, he can go in. That's all that's in his mind, and that's all that he's thinking, because that's all he's been told. And, and see, though, that that's why I think, when it comes to concussions, the the team doctor shouldn't have the final say. It should be that uh, independent neurologist who, you know, doesn't have. Because, because I mean, well, here's the thing. Look, look at the movie um, Any Given Sunday, with because, that with that doctor. But here's the thing, and because it's not like the independent neurologist said. A man's got a concussion, and the Dolphins guy said, "Nah, he's fucking fine," and put him out there. That's not what happened. There is no way that the independent neurological consultant is going to say this player had a concussion, and then the team physician is going to say, "Nah, it's okay, he can go out there." That's not happening in this NFL in this day and age. That's I not happening. Know, if it did, the neurologist would come out, being independent of it all, and say. 
listen, I said this player had a concussion. They put him in there. And you want to talk about a fucking scandal? Yeah. That would be a scandal and a half. So that's not happening. But when the team physician goes to the neurologist and they're checking him out, and, and the neurologist who knows supposedly a shit ton more about brains than just the team physician who's pretty much like a GP, just a yeah. general practitioner. Uh, when that happens and he goes to him and says, I checked him out. We went through concussion protocol. He seems fine to me. Like, again, now the team physician, he asked the player too. He's asking his questions. He's trying to gauge what the health is, how he's feeling. If he says, oh, it was just my back. If he's like, check this out, or we'll look at that, whatever the case is. But I, I, I think there there was a massive failure on both the neurological consultant and on the Dolphins team physician on this one. And I want to know why. I want to know what was the, like, I want to know why the neurological consultant was so combative in the interview. I want to know what what was what was what didn't he want to answer why didn't he want to answer it yeah like is this something I, where like again i wouldn't i, I wouldn't would it be out of him. the realm of possibility that steven ross was like yeah get to her out there because you know that's, we all know steven ross doesn't like him anyway yeah so is is that's is, why i was thinking is that something that happened that's why i was thinking about the 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 dolphins physician said just go ahead you're, you're good you know yeah, uh, but he's not doing that without the go-ahead also from the neurological consultant. Yeah, because again, that would be a problem. So there's 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 something wrong here, and I think in the beginning, even if you're like, okay, well maybe he did this, and maybe it was uh, well the neurologist said he was okay, and that's an independent person, and da da. Like you go through all that stuff, and it's like, you know, all the logical things in your head, and you're like, you know, well it. It's, you know, they said it was okay and this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And now here we are. And now the information is, well, the neurological consultant was combative. He didn't answer any of the questions. We don't know what happened there. Like now all of a sudden it becomes now something fishy's going on. No, no pun intended with the, with the <laughs> dolphins there, but something is weird with the dolphins franchise right now. And nobody knows what they, there, there needs to be something more to this because it's not going to go away. Yeah, the NFL needs to uh, investigate because that's the other thing too. Like we just said, this is not a good look for the Shield. It's not a good look for anybody. It's not going to look for the Dolphins. It's not going to look for the NFLPA oh, yeah. who signed off on this neurologist. Um, you know, but it's definitely not a good look for the Shield. And that's the other thing too. They, you know, the NFLPA fired the neurologist. Okay, that's good, fine. Why does the Dolphins physician still have a fucking job? Yeah. Has anybody questioned him? What it, what was his answers? What were his responses to these questions? You know, like what we, there needs to be, we need to know what happened in that examination room and what was said to find out why such something like this could have happened, and whether it was a concussion or whether it was a back injury of some kind of spinal cord or nervous system injury <laughs> to cause his legs to do the stanky leg there in the middle of the fucking field. Like there, there needs to be some answers here. Um, and, and that's the thing. I'm usually not that kind of guy. I'm usually not the, Hey, yo, there's gotta be goddamn answers here. I'm, that's not me. Yeah. But in this situation, it's like, there, there's a lot that stinks here. 
Now, if and you, there needs to be some kind of we, we there needs to be some kind of resolution. If you're Tua, and that you know now, I mean, I'm pretty sure he still has a concussion, but he's more clear-headed than he was that night. What do you do about your career? Do you do you fight back and, and try to overcome this, or do you just say, you know what, guys, I'm retired, I'm done. I, I know the the guy that. Um, um, it depends. It depends on how he feels. I think. I think it depends on how he feels. Like, if he does the recovery and and feels good and feels better, uh, then then he did. Then that's fine. But you know, again, we we've seen uh, more recently than ever, you know, that players take their health a lot more seriously and their longevity and and their post playing career uh, uh, selves uh, into consideration a lot more. Yeah. Look at Andrew Luck. Like Andrew Luck is one of those quarterbacks that he was always injured. Uh, you know, he he had some rehabs and stuff like that. And and uh, when he finally when he just upped and retired, and everybody was like, "Oh, out of nowhere, everything like that." And it's like, no, the guy was. You could see he was physically spent. Yeah, like everybody just thinks, "Oh, rehab and rehab." It's like rehab is physically and mentally and emotionally exhausted. And he even admitted that in his press conference that he just cannot do rehab no more. It's just too much. Right. And so doing all that, going through the rehab to, to, to get back out there, and that's it. I You know, uh, I, I don't think Andrew Luck lost a love for the game. I don't think Andrew Luck lost a love of playing. I think that it just was physically, mentally, and emotionally far too taxing for him to continue. Yeah. Um, now, see, there was also something else I wanted to bring up. I forget. I forget what the... It was... Must uh, have been a lie. Uh, yeah. Must have been a lie. <laughs> um, this I, I was thinking about at work, though, too, was, you know, we're, we're... Well, this will be the fifth week of the season, and I always say you really don't really know these teams until after four weeks. And I go, I, I say the same thing about college football too. You oh, we still don't know anything. Yeah. Well, this year. So up until this point though, what's your biggest surprise out of all the NFL teams? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I might break this down into two parts. I might break this down into to, to positive surprise and negative surprise. Okay. Um, I will say my positive surprise so far is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars in in so much of a fact of they are competitive and they can lay some wood on you if they want to. Um, and last week against the Eagles, they lost. I got nervous. I, I was nervous. Uh, but uh, Trevor Lawrence there dropped the ball. You know, he, he fumbled the ball five times. Yeah. And... Uh, when he when he fumbled the ball, uh, you know that basically gave the game away to the Eagles. Yeah, uh, but he if, if they don't do that, they are very much in that game against them. And again, they went to uh, uh, L.A. and beat not only beat but stomped the Chargers in their home. And they had also beaten the Colts two weeks earlier than that. Again, it's the Colts, but um, you know shut them out. So I think the, the 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 biggest surprise on a positive end for me is the Jaguars in that you know, and especially in that AFC South, they might win that division <laughs> just by just by default. Yeah. They might win it. Uh, biggest negative surprise. Um, I'm gonna say, man, I would have to say probably. 
man i don't i don't know <laughs> i mean i'll go i'll go with i guess you know with my negative one i i really thought when the colts trader for matt ryan i thought they'd be well they, they, i thought they'd be a hell of a lot better than what they are now but i thought they would actually legit make the playoffs um i don't want to say kind of easy but you know i i think they would have won the division and, or at least got in there as a wild card but i think that's i agree i think that it, it it's i think the colts had that expectation I, I i they're not my negative surprise though because this is their third starting quarterback in three years yeah that's a lot of turnover to have for your signal caller again matt ryan is up there in age uh and, and and that's the feeling is like they just it, it seems almost like these replaceable quarterbacks that come there maybe trying to rehab a career you know everything like that and it's just you know Philip Rivers was at the end of his career Matt Ryan here is at the end of his career and Wentz was trying to restart his career and none of it has worked out they don't have that many weapons as far as on offense and it's not working. Yeah. Their offensive line is a turnstile. Uh, you know, it's it's I, I it's it. No, I agree that we, I, I think at the beginning of the season you think the Colts should win that division anyway easily. Yeah, but they're not. And, um, and the other other part that actually the other uh, surprise to me, I really didn't think the Steelers were going to go to to pick it at this early, let alone at all this year. You know, yeah, but they still suck. Well, exactly. So, like we talked about a um, couple couple of weeks ago, uh, I think maybe it was about Pickett. How once you go to him, you cannot take him back out now. Oh, absolutely not. No, 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 no. no. So, this is Pickett's team now. Yeah, and you, you have a shit team. I'm not sure how many times Trubisky got hit or sacked. So you're taking that chance that Pickett could get slapped around and everything, and totally screw his 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 confidence. Well, I mean, well, this is the thing. I, I had this discussion with my father too, because he's big on he's big on he wanted Pickett in there to start with anyway. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, they should put this Pickett guy in there. Trubisky sucks and everything. Like, yeah, all right, fine. Uh, I, I still like Trubisky. You know, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, that's a hill I'll die on. That's fine. Uh, but the, the thing is, okay, if you want to get the kid experience, you want to build up his his NFL experience, you want to build up maybe some of his confidence or whatever. Uh, that you know, running an NFL team and running running an NFL offense—that's fine. Uh, but don't have any expectations of going to the playoffs. Don't have any expectations of having a winning record because you're not going to have it. Yeah, that team is bad. They're a bad team. Their only offensive weapon is Chase Claypool, and that's if he decides to catch a ball or not. I was going to say, even that's questionable. You know what I mean? Uh, and then their defense is clearly TJ Watt, and that's it because yeah. they're garbage. So, and the fact of the matter is, the Steelers are one and three, and they should be zero and four, because the only reason they won that game against the Bengals is because the Bengals' long snapper got hurt. Otherwise, yeah. the Bengals win that game, and and uh, you know the, the Steelers are not a good team. Anybody that has an illusion out there about the Steelers being a good team or that putting Pickett in is going to make you guys a playoff contender, it fucking isn't. And you in, guys are bad. And even You're a bad team. Bottom line. And even next year, the, the I mean, they may bump up a couple wins, but they're they have too many holes on that offense. Well, you never know. Again, that's a whole off season away. You know who if they might draft somebody, pick up people in free agency, moves, trades, all that stuff. 
they, you know, the, will they get better? I, 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 I undoubtedly believe so. Yeah. Uh, again, but you're talking about their, they. This is their first season without Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, you're moving on from somebody who was the face of the franchise for 20 years. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a lot to move on to replace. You didn't have a lot of weapons there to begin with. You got, a, you know, it's it's. They have a lot to fix. Yeah, they have a lot to fix. Will they? Yeah, sure. I'm sure at some point, but it's not this season, and that's and and that's certainly not gonna. That's not gonna happen. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, like I I, I I hold no illusion of Pittsburgh being any good uh, uh, this year. Listen, when you lose to the Jets, <laughs> you're gonna have you, you're gonna have uh, uh, to question how good you are. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the listen. Oh, Jets are two and two. Hey, there's something like that. They're still a fucking Jet. Like, listen, my New York Giants are three and one. I am excited by that. Trust me, I'm very <laughs> excited about the Giants being three and one. Do I have any illusions that we're fucking world beaters? No, but we are three and one, and you are what your record says you are. Yeah, you know. So, are the Giants a a an elite team, a great team? No, I, I think we can all be honest with each other and say no. Uh, but are they a good team? I think so. I, 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 I think they're a team that, when it comes down to it, can win a game and can and and this is the big key. They can finish a game now. Yeah, they can finish a game off. They can get a lead. They can they play very well late, and they can hold on to a lead and they can finish a game. And, and, I think and, that's a difference, a big difference this year from the last couple of years with with how terrible the Giants have been. And the thing is, like you know, I I watched a, a couple of games, two or three games of, of the Giants when the Eagles weren't on or whatever, and you could see there's a lot more consistency compared to the past couple of seasons. Like either you guys would come out like gangbusters and you know beat the shit out of somebody, and then the next week you would give up 50 points. Now this year, it just seems like you guys, even close games, you guys are still throwing haymakers, throw, still throwing punches to to stay in that game. It's not just like a, a rollover and die team like the past couple seasons. Daniel Jones, Vanilla Vic, my, baby, my that buddy. dude moves. <laughs> I love it. What did they say? I he, love it. A couple of his runs were faster than Lamar Jackson or something. Yes, something. no, was, he's, was he's done that. The the one that you always make fun of him for uh, <laughs> falling on the five for, yard for line. tripping over. But that on that run, he he was the fastest player in the NFL that year. On that run, and nobody believes it because he's he's a white guy. You know, that, see, he's, he's speedy, lengthy. athletic. You know, he's got a high motor. He's a high motor guy. You yeah. know, <laughs> but that's why because I think people are are fooled by the whiteness. You look at white and you're like, okay, well, he's not that fast. And it's like, oh no, he actually he's he's pretty fast. He's very athletic. You know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do you think again? He, do you think up until this point he's played to a new contract, or do you still still think you need to see more? Yeah, we got. We, we, it's a long season. It's a long season. Okay, we got we got a ways to go still. We'll see. Again, this is a results oriented league. We're three and one. That's four games out of a seventeen game regular season schedule. So there's still uh, what thirteen games left. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot of football left. This game in London, I think, is a big one. And it's one. I'm going to say this. I'm not predicting a win. I'm not guaranteeing a win. But I certainly think it's one we can win. Who are you playing? Uh, the Packers. And the reason I said, I mean, listen, the Packers are, they have Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's and that's it. it. 
and that's and that's a problem. And and as we've seen these first four weeks of the season, I I, I think this is a game that the Giants can win. The Giants defense, if the Giants defense plays well enough, they can win this game. So uh, and that's something that at the beginning of the year, I marked this up as a loss. Yeah, I was like, well, we're going to lose to the Packers in London, so it is what it is. I don't have that feeling right now. I have that feeling of we could win it. We could pull this one out. We could win this one. This this is a game that like if you guys keep it downright dirty and muddy and muddy wet asses and all that stuff, you could I think that's how you pull this out. And it's funny because uh our Thursday But that's night- how we've been playing these games anyway. And people make fun of it. oh Giants oh the Giants go, oh, this is boring to watch. Listen. Like like my New Jersey Devils with the neutral zone trap in the nineties. I don't give a shit if it's boring for everybody else. Yeah, you know what's not boring? Winning fucking game. <laughs> that mean, shit's fun as hell. I mean, I'll you tell know, you that. Obviously, as a a non Giants fan, I mean, the couple of games I watched that were real close and everything and, and dirty and all that stuff. I I was enjoying it. I meant the the Tennessee game had me on, on the edge of the seat, and I'm not even a Giants fan. I was going to say, well, that game, again, that game had a lot in it. You had Saquon had a couple big runs in there. Shepard, man, he had a great pass. He's out for the year thanks to MetLife's turf, which is <laughs> terrible. Now, here's a question. I do want to pose this question to you. I just jump on this real quick before we move on. Okay. Because um, I've been hearing, uh, there's a rumbling I've been hearing from uh, a lot of people. And the Shepard injury brought that to light, and, it, and, and it's kind of been building. But that there was a big push after that is... A lot of players, and now a lot of media people, and a lot of, you know, I mean, fans have kind of always said it been here or there, but there's a real big push now that they want field turf gone. They want all grass, all stadiums. Yeah. What do you feel about that? And and see, is it possible? See, did, didn't they? So, so, like, when they went to field turf, that was like 80s, 90s, wasn't it? No. Uh, field turf got its start. I want to say early two thousands is and, when they started switching over from astroturf to the field turf because astroturf used to just was just okay. green carpet. All right, that's what I'm thinking of. Is Astro. You had astroturf, which was just green carpet, yeah. which is what was that uh, the vet the was vet, that yeah. giant stadium. You know, everybody did like that. Then it was like nobody like th- th- it was killing people. Like people were just dying. You know, it was just well, the worst thing to play on. What what I would do if I was the NFL is. You know, obviously they, they, they keep stats of injuries and, and even down to specific ones. Do a study. I mean, they have it. They they have they have the numbers. So those the, numbers are there. Those numbers are out, and the, and the injuries on on field turf is higher. Like a lot because a lot the higher? simple yes okay yes, significantly higher, and that's simply because again, grass gives, dirt gives, yeah, plastic doesn't. But that that's how you. Something you know, most of these ACLs uh, that get torn, you see their their knee slips out because the the grass gave way. Or, or no, that's not what tears your ACL. What tears your ACL is when you plant your leg, and with the the ground doesn't give, and you're putting all that torque and all that pressure on it. And what normally would happen is the grass would give or the dirt would give, and instead of that giving, the only thing that's left to give is the joint. The only issue, and then that rips. The only issue or problem that I could see coming is, do you remember that uh, Miami-Pittsburgh game uh, five, seven, eight years ago with the, the monsoon that came through? and the Yeah, but that's going to, listen, that's going to happen. That's fine. It, like, you're going to have, like, that's, 
the, 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 to the me, way, there's nothing wrong with that. The only way I see the NFL teams, the owners agreeing to that, like let's let's just say that the the, the players want that in the, the collective bargaining agreement. Okay. The only way I see the owners saying okay to that is you guys got to give us a little money back then to, you know, uh, hire people to take care of this week in and week out. When a monsoon comes through, we got to hire a crew to, to replace all the sod and uh, all that stuff. That's the only way. Listen, I, if you can make, listen, if Europe can maintain all these goddamn soccer fields in pristine conditions all year long, here's the problem. The, the biggest problem with the fields isn't the, isn't the games played on it. It's the fact that a lot of these stadiums are also owned by owners or owned by other people that, you know, you have eight dates a year that you fill up with football games. Yeah. But you got to, you know, you, you want to make money on all the other days of the year. You know, you have to you have to get a return on that investment that yeah. you had in building the stadium. So you have concerts and you have other things like that. And that stuff tears up the field. But see, so there, so that, you though, have to have there, there. There has to be a way that you can do all that, but still have the grass field. Outside of that, grass fields can be done everywhere, even in domes. Now you can do grass because they have the. You see the big UV tracks. So you, you've seen them a lot now during like Super Bowl week. You'll see them. They have them out there to make sure they grow during the nighttime and yeah. all this stuff. So you have UV tracks, like the the, the Tottenham Stadium one they have in London there, where they take the football pitch off. The soccer pitch, and they they store it away in three separate trays. But inside each one of the separate trays, they have the UV lights there, so it still grows and it has all that stuff there. Um, like, there's ways you can do it. Is it an investment? Yes, but that's the way you're going to have to look at it. And especially with the league saying that they are fully on board with player safety. Yeah. Quote unquote. Again, we just talked about the tour situation, <laughs> but if you want to be about player safety. Grass has always been the superior surface to play on, unless you're in Chicago because they fuck that field up all the time. <laughs> but that's because the, the city of Chicago doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, but, which but, is why the Bears are moving to Arlington Heights. But uh, you know, like how you said, you, there would have to be a way to, to figure out how to protect that grass for concert stuff. Um, this past summer, I took my oldest down to uh, Hershey Stadium. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's a grass. That's field turf. Field turf. Well, either way, field, field turf. turf. They they actually and they had the the, the merchandise stands down on the field. They right. had they had like like plastic, like real thick plastic covering on the field. Yeah, but that kills that breaks the grass. That kills the grass. That tramples it. Okay. And it doesn't get any light. For and even for not getting that light or not getting that air and being trampled down for however long it is, usually eight, twelve hours, sometimes twenty four hours, depending on how long the setup is. Yeah. That's enough to fuck up the grass. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, and the stadiums that have the removable field trays are in a lot better position. Like in Vegas, they have that now, uh, which helps them out. In Phoenix, uh, in Glendale with the Cardinals, they have that. They've had that. That's great. And that's a fantastic thing. Not every stadium can have that. But I think what you're going to start seeing now from now on is stadiums that are built might have it set up where they have some kind of tray system either like they have there in Vegas and in Glendale or like they have in Tottenham where they'll be able to split it up and, and store it away underneath the stands and still have it there. Just something to keep it from getting trampled and to keep it in a playable condition yeah. for longer times because it's you 
you can't do this. And again, MetLife Stadium's turf has had a, a history of players complaining about it, not liking it. The San Francisco 49ers complained about it last year when they played the Giants and Jets back-to-back weeks, and they were like, you know, yeah. I think Joey Bosa got hurt on it, and they're like, this is the worst turf. And the NFL comes out and says, well, we inspected it, and he said, it seems it seems playable. You know, uh, it's gotten our AOK seal stamp of approval, but everybody who plays on it says, this is a joke. This is garbage. And you see it when Sterling Shepard's just jogging on a route and he fucking rips his knee apart when he's just jogging. Like, that's a that's a problem. So uh, th- that's what that, my only question was, do you think it's feasible? And will we see it anytime I- soon? I think... I think within the next 10 years, I was going to say about five, we're going to get probably more grass fields. I'll find a way to get grass fields in, especially, and I think they could do it in domes too. Yeah. You know, now, like I said, with the, with the, with the UV lighting tracks they have, it's going to be an investment that the, the owners are going to have to make, you know, and that, you know, they're going to have to, you know, hire field crews again, instead of just throwing in and that, you know, throwing in plastic carpet. And I understand that, you know that's a that's an expense that they don't want to pay, but you're gonna you're gonna have to, you yeah. know. And I'm also one that listen. If the field turns a little dirty and a little muddy towards the end of the season, you get the ball patch in the middle of the field. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. That's football. Exactly. Fucking deal with it. That's why. That's why you Super know? Bowl should be up north. Uh, you know. So like, I I don't I don't mind that. Like, I'm fine with that. Some people are like, oh, God, that field looks so gross. I can't believe they're playing on dirt. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's football. You don't want to play on dirt? Don't play fucking football. Exactly. You know? And I was like, would you rather play on dirt or would you rather play on fucking uh, plastic that rips your knees apart? Yeah. So that's 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 all I got to say about that. Well, let's let's stick with uh, Sterling Shepard here because, you know, he had a a bad not a not a, a a stat bad game just a bad game you know he had the, the blow knee he got fined 13,000 or whatever it was for coming out on the field to try to break up a fight and he got called for one of if not worst offensive pass interference uh calls that was was that was so i thought the Devonte smith one uh i think two weeks earlier where i, I texted you and i said dude this is fucking garbage and i thought that was the worst one dude tried to get out of the way he he legit tried to jump out of the way to dallas or the the the, the guy you guys were playing ran yeah. into him not not here's the thing not only that he's downfield it's a scramble play it's not like it's even a planned play like it's it's not a pick a pick is if you have something planned up. You're there. You're throwing your body in there to kind of block the other guy and do all that stuff. Yeah. That's not what's happening. Daniel Jones running for his life back there because fucking Evan Neal can't block for <laughs> shit. Um, and you, you're you down the field. Your route is whatever. You're just trying to run around now to, to try to get open. And you run into somebody just in a scramble drill. And you get called for... Uh, uh, pass interference for throwing a pick block when that's that's not like it was and that's the thing it took away a, a, a first down yeah it was a, a big play a, a big gain it was like a 16 14 yard 16 yard gain something like that yeah got a fresh new life instead it turned into like third and 25 or fucking something I was like damn and, and, and you know again that was one of the things in that game that where I think the Giants could have 
the Giants could have won that game. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to be like could have, would have, should have. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a lot of opportunities we missed as well. Not just that one. But it was an egregious call. And I'd like to sit there and say, like, a lot of times when I get upset by calls like that, I'm like, am I getting upset because I'm a Giants fan or am I getting upset because it legitimately was bad? Yeah. And when you go on to Twitter and you go on to social media and you start looking at stuff and you see fucking everybody whether from every team, every walk of life saying, what the fuck was that call? <laughs> yeah. You know, you start feeling better about yourself. It's just like, okay, it's, it's not just me being a homer. It's not just me being like, oh, it's because it was the Giants. It's me because it was a terrible fucking call. <laughs> you know, the only people, the only people defending that call we're cowboy fans. It's, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as, as we all know, cowboy fans are dumb as shit and don't know football. So. <laughs> even, the, even the guy I, I work with um, is a Cowboys fan. And, he, you know, he's talking to me about the game just in general. I said, dude, what, what was that call? He's like, what are you talking about? He ran into my guy. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? He, he tried to jump out of, the, out of the way. He ran his route. It wasn't like he ran up to him and, and, and locked his hands on him. He legit, like, that's the thing with me. He legit... Tried to get out of the way. Yeah, if you watch that play, it's not like he like turned and was like did a, did a full block. He went it. He turned out. He's trying to get open. He turned around and said, "Oh shit, there's somebody there." Yeah, and tried to get out of the way, and to throw a flag on. I mean, it's just and that it, was like, plays, that was plays like that makes me want to have replay for some penalties. Not all the penalties. Not like like. Uh, uh, well, see, this was the problem. This was the problem because like they had the, the passer. Pass. I, I think they, should be one. They had they had pass interference in as a reviewable play, but they had it in such a way that no matter what the review was, it was always going to come back to play stance. Like it, it was like how it was like how dare you question the fact that you want that? So they put it in there. Because that was after the the St. Louis NFC Championship, uh, not St. Louis, the uh, Vikings, the the LA no the LA Rams and Saints. Oh, okay. With the uh, with oh, the atrocious uh, pass interference call that wasn't called against the Rams, and that, so it was like, listen, that needs to be changed. So they said that you could review it, but that's when you had Gene Steratore in there or, or whoever I forget who it was. Yeah, uh, who was the head of the officiating. And they started going from New York, and they were like, oh, well, all right, well, they're going to see. They're going to take a look at this. And it was always, stands as call, stands as call. So eventually it was like, no matter how obviously wrong the pass interference call was, they were never overturning it. So then they just got rid of it, and we're like, okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll just get rid of it because it's a waste of everybody's time, and it's a waste of challenges and stuff like that. But it's like, th that's disingenuous, though. Like, the referees just said, okay, well... You can go ahead and challenge it, but we're never changing that call. Yeah. And it's like, no matter how egregious it was, and it's like, that that needs to be different. That's why I wish there was kind of like an XFL system uh, I was just where you had a replay official, where you had somebody to be able to take a look at that and be like, no, that is clearly wrong. Look at it with his Xbox controller. Have it all there broadcast, too, to see that have some transparency. Yeah. And be like, yeah, no, that's 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 clearly not it. Here's what we're gonna do. Like that's the other thing too is that there was there's no transparency with the NFL, and so you have some of these calls and these reviews go back. That needs to be fixed. And if they do that, if they're able to fix that, then I think you definitely have the pass interference thing. And two, I want to see what pass interference. Now that we're on this subject, okay. 
get rid of the spot foul. Get rid of it. It is that that yeah, changes no, games. I totally, totally it's, agree. Do it like college does. Fifteen yards, first down. Leave it at that. I don't care because you have some of these plays where they'll just say, "Just go down the field. I'll fucking huck it, and uh, and we'll see if we can get lucky with a call." Yeah, and it's like, no, you you, you got we you got to stop that. So uh, yeah, I mean, how, I'm, how many I'm times? I'm hoping that's something that changes in the future. How many times do we see you know? A defender get burnt, and he just latches onto the ankle that he could. That's the only piece of of uh, body that he could grab to slow up the guy. You know, whereas well, that's pass interference. Well, yeah. Whereas offense pass interference is uh, loss it down in ten yards or 50, fifteen. Fifteen. I think it's. Oh no, it is ten. I 10. think it is ten. I, I think pass interference, whether it's offense or defense, should be equal penalty. You and know? I don't think it's a loss of down either. I think it's just ten just yards. Ten yards. Okay. Um, because I never, I just never understood that. And, you know, like when I was younger, like 12, 13, like I followed Notre Dame, but I never really sat down to watch the games until, you know, older, 17, 18 years old. And that's when I was like, defensive, you know, pass interference. Yes, you know, 50 yard penalty. Uh, no, 15 yards, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's not right. And you then, know, 15 but, yards first time. And, and, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I That's how it should be. Yeah. Because in the NFL, they've taken, they've, it's gone too far. And that's the thing, too, is that most of the NFL rules favor the offense so much. Yeah. It's like, listen, let this one come back a little bit. Let's get back to reality here, especially with how fast and how athletic, especially a lot of the wide receivers have become, too. Like, again, you talk about a lot of these plays, it's just, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, a, a chuck and pray play. Yeah. Where you go and you're up there and it's like, okay, well, we hope we get it. Uh, pass interference because if you do, oh, we can get it on the two yard line or get it on the one if it's in the end zone or do something like that. Uh, you know, if you stop short and let the defender run into you, well, okay, now that's a penalty. It's like, oh, you know, that that's it's almost become a strategy for some of these teams or some of these players. Got to you got to stop that. Which is funny because uh, how many hail marys have we seen any type of pass interference on? They hey, never. I, well, no, you never. But you never see them throw on uh, a pass interference on a hail mary. Listen, you could you you could sexually assault a player <laughs> on a hail mary play. That flag is not coming out. You know, it could be real bad. They ain't doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you don't want to get me tooed on that. But uh, <laughs> no, like they, they will they will not throw a flag on that. So, um, which listen, I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. That's you know that is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I think definitely you got to get rid of the spot foul penalty. I don't. It, it's it's too much. It's too much in favor of the offense. Anyway, you ready to do some blue picks? Uh, I, I guess as ready as I'll ever be. I like. Uh, I, I would review the ones we did two weeks ago, but I don't want to because fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I suck it. I suck at everything I do here. Don't, so. don't get me laughing, dude. I'm <laughs> freaking start coughing. <clears throat> um, yeah, because I I was gonna go back and like I actually was like no let's let's just think. King won at least one of those games <laughs> since the last time. I, have the, we, I forgot. I even forgot what I picked. Oh, I, I got not, them. I still have them written down. I'll, I'll post it to our Twitter. What uh, what our updated records are? Twitter and and don't forget, we also have a disc, uh, Discord community now. I'll put, I was going to say, tell everybody about the Discord yeah, so they can come in the, and join us. We got to build that up. 
you got to help us build this community. We want to be able to go in there and talk and discuss and have good times. Uh, you know, jump into, we have the STS sports bar there yep. where you can come in and we can talk about all the sports going on, all the haps, all the happenings we have and stuff like that. There are separate chats too for all the other stuff too, but the sports bar is where it's going to happen. Yeah. So that's definitely where you want to go and hang out with us. Uh, so, uh, where do we have that link? Is it on, is it on our Twitter? Uh, I, I didn't put it on Twitter yet or on, on our Twitter profile, whatever. We should put it on the profile there, there so everybody can just go there. Um, go to our Twitter. Go to, uh, 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 it's not on our Instagram either. Anyway, ST just sports, go there. We'll ST have the link podcast. up there for you to go to. Go join. Tell your friends. Tell your buddies. Tell your family. I don't care. Tell your sister. She might like it. I don't know. Uh, and come join us. Okay. I'm glad you stopped there because I, I know you. And when you said sister, I thought this was going to go a different way. Um, <laughs> well, just because, never mind. I was going to say uh, nothing. Fine. Love you, Alice. You're fine. Don't worry I'll, about I'll, it. I'll put this. I'll put the sensor <laughs> beat noise. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So our uh, blue segment here is our, our blue picks. We pick every week, and it's sponsored by Dubby. Dubby gives you focus and energy without the crash or jitters. It has no sugar fillers or artificial dyes. Uh, head over to Dubby. Gg. Uh, they have a bunch. Of, I think they have like ten or eleven different um, flavors. So they uh, have a ton of flavors. There's there's that. What's the? Oh man, I forgot the name of it. I'm sorry. I wish I had that in front of me. It's like some. It's like some kind of uh, uh, apple flavor, but it's called like you know, app, uh, sludge, gloop, gloopy, droopy, something. Yeah, that's the other thing. They have some really funny names, but they they do tell you what the flavor is. Like, like uh, that, because and that stuff's great. And that's the thing. Being a diabetic too. It's hard to find some energy drinks and, and stuff to keep you going. It has no sugar in it. Doesn't have the crash. Doesn't have all that stuff. And they have all the different flavors. Fantastic, fantastic stuff over at W.G.G. And hey, what happens if they go over to W.G.G.? They're ready to check out and they say, hey, I want to have some I want to have some 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 percentage off of this. Why? You know, I don't, I don't want to pay full price. I want some percentage off. How can they get that, Jimbo? Well, all you got to do is enter ST Sports 18, all capital letters, and you'll get 10% off of your um, your purchase. That's a whole 10% off. Look you, at that. If you think about it, that, that covers your sales tax plus some, depending on where you were living at. Here in Pennsylvania, it's 6%. I don't know. And in this economy, where things go the way they're going, 10%, you got to get every cent you can, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go, W.GG. Put in the promo code ST Sports 18, all capital letters. You get 10% off of your W order. All right. So, do you want me to go first this week or do you want yeah, to? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. You go first. I'll take a look at some of these terrible, terrible games and that, see. That's what I was uh, thinking, too. It's, like, what I'm going to be wrong on. There, there was a couple games, like, there was about five or six games. I'm like, man, it's, that's a tough call who I want to pick there. Um, all right. So, blowout pick. Um, Holy shit. Green Bay's favored by eight? I might put some money on that. <laughs> That's a- I'm saying, I don't know why that point spread's so high. If I still had some cash in my FanDuel account, I would shit, put money I, I, on I, I might Venmo you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, my blowout pick, I'm going with the Bills over the Steelers. Um, you know, like we talked about earlier, Steelers just are not a good team. And I think this... Buffalo's defense, even though they have a couple 
This is, a, I think, this is a get-right right game for Buffalo. Yeah, you know, and that, that's they've had a couple too. close calls the last game. They lost to Miami. They had a comeback and and win against Baltimore. And listen, Baltimore's not a bad team, but uh, you know, watching the first couple weeks of the season, you thought Buffalo was going to be this unstoppable juggernaut. They seem to have tripped these last couple games. I think against Pittsburgh and how they are, this is definitely a get-right game for them. Okay. Uh, so, you so picked? your pick is Buffalo for the blowout, correct? Yes. All right, I'm going to make a blowout pick, and it's probably going to make you happy. Or say, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Eagles to blow out the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the, the Eagles are just on a different level right now. They're playing better. Jalen Hurts is. Uh, he, this, he's this is a blossom year. He is blossoming like a like a terrible smelly Philadelphia flower, <laughs> but he is blossoming. Uh, that Eagles team looks for real for now. I don't listen. They're not going undefeated, especially once they play the Giants later on in the season. They, they will be but, the team to give us our first loss. But Arizona, uh, they play f just absolutely fantastic lights out football in the fourth quarter. It's the first three quarters that you got to fucking worry about. And they, 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 we were talking about disappointments and, and surprises before. The Cardinals might be one of my biggest disappointments because they just. They don't. They don't look like a team that we thought they were. Yeah. But you know what? You are who you are, and uh, I I just see the Eagles going there to Arizona, and they they should lay a thumping on them. I'm almost positive our, our Thursday family CBS thing that we do. I'm almost positive I took the Cardinals. Uh, again, I'm, I'm just being. You a, have a problem taking. I was going to say you you didn't take the Eagles against Jacksonville. One, one I I just I've learned not to pick them on anything. You know, like to win, and see, this is the problem. Once you start believing, you're gonna let you're gonna pick them, and then they're gonna lose. Exactly, <laughs> it's gonna be week 16 against the Giants. I'm like, yeah, we're going undefeated. <laughs> no, that's not good. Listen, you ain't making it to week 16 undefeated. No, no, I know. Sa save this clip just in case it happens, so that you can you can screw with me. But you're not making it to week 16. Uh, all right, our lock pick time. Um, let's see here. All right, my lock pick. I'm gonna go with Chargers over the Browns. I, that's I, a gutsy. That's a well, gutsy lock pick. And, and you know they're both two and two. The Chargers are better than two and two. Uh, you know, do I think they're, you know, top one, top two seed? No, in the AFC, no. But they're better than two and two. You know, playing in Cleveland though. Yeah. The plan include now. Granted, they are in Cleveland and they're favored by two and a half, uh, so they're, they're getting some money because that's at home teams automatically get the three points at home. So yeah. it's swung over to them, but still, I mean, that's a for a lock pick. That's pretty. That's a that's a that's a gutsy one. That's a gutsy one. I'll <laughs> give that to you. That's a good. That's a good gutsy one. Um, for my lock. Uh, jeebus. Oh boy, oh, I I don't I I. All right, for my lock, I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Houston Texans. Like I talked about earlier, uh, Jacksonville is definitely my surprise success positive of of the year so far. Um, they had a bunch of turnovers there against the Eagles. Otherwise, I think they were right in that game and could have won that game. But you know. Uh, could have, would have, should have being what they are. 
They're still two and two. They're still very impressive. And the Texans are fucking terrible. Uh, you know, it's just they, they show signs. They're competitive. So I'll give them that. But the competitive and bad is still bad. So uh, that'll be my lock. I'll go to Jacksonville Jaguars. They're favored by seven over Houston. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacksonville over, over, over the Texans. Okay. All right. Now we're on to our upset picks. There's... There's quite a few games that, are, according to our rules, as long as the underdog is uh, five, as long as they're getting five and a half points or more, um, there's, there's quite a few games here. Um, let's see here. Oh, I can't. I, no, I can't. I pick think that one. I got. I think I got mine. I think I got mine, and I think I, I think I know what you want to have for yours. I I, I don't want to pick this team. I, I it's, it's it's against my religion. <laughs> um. Happy Yom Kippur, everybody, <laughs> by the way, for all those son, who celebrate. Son of a bitch. I'm going with Dallas. Dallas over the Rams. I, I think the Cooper Rush train keeps rolling and 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 making that con- uh, quarterback controversy a little bit louder. Um, and the Rams, uh, you know, Rams are 2-2. Two and two. They, I don't think they're playing as well as they did last year. You know, they're, they're okay. But they're not playing as well as last year, so I'm going with the Cowboys. You stole my, you stole my pick. That's, <laughs> I saw them like, pick. man. I, was, I heard you wavering on it. I was like, oh, go on, go on, pick something else because I was going to pick that one. Because that's it. You're an Eagles fan. I'm a Giants fan. Neither one of us are really great about wanting to pick that game. Yeah. But uh, when it when it comes to it, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? You still could pick them. Um, I'm not. I'm going to let you have that one. Okay. I'm going to let you stew on it. Let you stew on your Cowboys love there. You know, I know that you're a big, big Cowboys you just don't, You just don't want to sit on the same couch as me with, with the Cowboys pick. You know, so <laughs> here's what I'm going to do, because this is also another surprise uh, that's, that's so far of this year. I'm going to pick the Seahawks to beat the Saints. The Seahawks are currently five and a half point underdogs to the Saints in New Orleans. Geno Smith. Apparently is not a bad quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I know uh, Geno Smith's better than Russ Wilson. Well, let's give it a little while, but for right now, <laughs> the, the you know, the, the the results speak for themselves. The Broncos suck. This the the Seahawks, who I in the beginning of the year said may be the worst team in the NFL in the last five years, you know, uh, disregarding any uh Browns efforts over that time. Uh but yeah, I think I think the the, the Seahawks not only are are doing well. G- they're letting Geno cook. Let Geno cook out there. Uh, I'll take him. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take the surprising Seahawks to beat the Saints at the uh, Caesar Sportsbook Superdome. And with with your Seattle pick here, have you seen, like, are you following Robert Griffin the third on Twitter or anything like that? Uh, I, I am not. I've had a couple of people send me some of the stuff he's did. You know, did you see what he said uh, about Seattle's defense? I, said, I think last uh, weekend. I saw what he said about yeah the Lions and he said, uh, uh, watching that because again the Lions and Seahawks combined for ninety three points. Yeah, I believe overall. And uh, as he said, uh, AB has shown more D than either the Lions <laughs> or the Seahawks did in that game. I, and, I was uh, in case that. if you're wondering what we're we're talking about, just go to Twitter, type in Antonio Brown, you'll find it. You'll find it. Among among other headaches that he he posts, I I hope Tom Brady finds him in a dark alley and takes him off to the side. 
You well, know, I hope he doesn't fight him in a dark alley because Tom might be in trouble. <laughs> Tom, Tom might get stabbed with that thing. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll listen. You know, Antonio, congratulations. You know, on 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 such a on on such a uh, piece of physical uh, structure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find ways to say this. I don't know why I curse him during everything else, but now I'm trying to be all coy. And, when, when, uh, when the mosaic of the picture is almost up to your head. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's like, that, that, uh, that's... you know, I'm sure the, the sexual harassment uh, and everything that was there from uh, the other ladies around the pool, <laughs> not great. Again, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not celebrating that, of course. And uh, uh, again, PSA for everybody out there, in case you needed this reminder, don't whip your penis out in public. Like it's just, <laughs> just don't do it. It's not a good idea. Um, it's not a good rich, first famous line. Or doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> drunk, sober, doesn't matter. Just your, your penis. Keep it inside your pants. It's it's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, in public. In public. Hey, listen. Once you're in your own private domicile, do with your penis what you will. Yeah. Uh, as again, as long as it's still legal. As, again, we have <laughs> to try to. That's the key word. <laughs> yeah. You know. Just you know. As long as everything is consensual in your private domicile with your penis, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> in public, yeah, nothing can really be consensual in public. Like, I didn't consent to seeing your penis. Please <laughs> yeah. keep it in your pants. <laughs> there, there you go. The PSA from Stay Tuned Sports. And that is our Blue Picks, which is sponsored by Dubby. Like like we said, head over to Dubby.gg. Use the promo code STSPORTS18, all capital letters, and you'll get 10% off your, your purchase. Um, and that Antonio Brown segment was sponsored by Blue Chew, apparently. <laughs> Is that the, 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 his newest one? Because I, I saw a, a commercial with him, and he's like, you know, say it's Bose uh, headphones or whatever. And he holds up the Bose headphones, and then he has all that stuff in his mouth, like, I guess the, the grills or whatever they call it. And I haven't seen it. Was this an Antonio Brown commercial? Yeah. And I didn't know he was still getting commercials. Yeah. I thought he kind of was. It, it was actually on Facebook as I was scrolling. I saw him. I'm like, oh, let's see what Antonio Brown's doing now. And here it was a, an ad, a ad read he well, was no. doing. Well, bl well, Blue Chew isn't a, isn't a headphone thing. So <laughs> No, no, I know. I just forgot. I forget what the ad was for, but he was, you know, he was he was reading for it. But Well, uh, apparently, that's just the thing. He doesn't, apparently he, he either uses it <laughs> and it's very effective. Or he doesn't need it. So either way, uh, <laughs> why are we still talking about Antonio Brown's penis? I don't know. Can we just end this show, I, I, please? I, I'm trying to get off of it. You're the one who keeps talking about My it. My God. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, listen. If you saw it, it's 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 <sighs> it is what uh, it is. That, that's going to be it for us this week. <laughs> um, so, like I said, uh, you have uh, the the Discord invite in the the show notes here down below. Plus the the W sponsor, if you want, guys want to head over you there. You got that. Go to staytunesports.net. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff there. I still have to. I still got to modernize that. Yeah, you got to fix my colors. Yeah, <laughs> I got to do all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, go to staytunesports.net. You can get all these stuff there. We'll have links there as well. At uh, uh, ST Sports Podcast is the Twitter, is the Instagram, all the social medias is at ST Sports Podcast. Uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, again. We'll have the links up for the Discord there so you can join. Hope to hear from you there soon. Uh, what else, Jimbo? Anything else? All right. That, I think you covered it all. Oh, that's good. See? Okay. Uh, at, at least one of us has, have, has a, a good memory. Well, I, I mean, you know, so many years in doing actual radio and doing stuff like that, you kind of you learn how to 
try to keep stuff in the brain and uh, and do stuff like that. So it's just it's just a force of habit. Also, right now I just I can't get Antonio Brown's penis out of my brain. So this. End the show here, and uh, and please end me and, and get me out of this hell. <laughs> See you guys later. Adios, people.